Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, chat about it, you know who it is, but if you don't, it's me, Indica Wife, and today I am with the lovely Ariana as well, <laughs> the Ari Tokes, Yana Tokes, and um, we're here, um, I've known Ariana for a bit, and I think that she's the bee's knees, so that's why I have her today, I think she is funny, sexy, smart, and very unique, so without Ooh. further ado... Introduce yourself, babes. I like that intro. Uh, <laughs> what's up, everyone? I'm Ari Tokes. And yeah, I'm excited to be on this podcast. I've been listening to it since you started it. Oh my gosh. And it is fun. Every time you're like talking to the people, I'm like responding in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes we might have different opinions on some of the things that I've said. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. Does anything come to mind? I mean, wait, stop. Let's talk about you first <laughs> and how, and let's talk about you, your journey, and let's talk about your baby right now, Yana. Oh, yay. Okay, cool. So, right now we are inside my baby. Inside it. We are, <laughs> we, <actually in. laughs> we are at Yana Wellness and Creativity Center in Washington, D.C. And so, Yana stands for You Are Not Alone. It's been my kind of my life mission. My mom gave me the nickname Yana when I was a kid. Um, and yeah, this place is a wellness creativity center at it. We have an in-house clinical psychologist who's able to do like therapy as well as microdosing sessions. She's also able to match you to different strains, walk you through um, your experiences on different um, microdoses. So that's really great. And I guess, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. This is uh, three we've been open for about three months but mm -hmm. you know been in the industry for about six years when I met you working for someone else and yeah quit my job working for someone else to start my own place okay and this is a place in Washington DC yes mm -hmm. and it's very lovely so if you guys are in DC we are on H street no. <laughs> We're on P Street. We are on P Street and DuPont Circle. Like, literally, the circle, if you know DC, we are one block away from it. All the information will be in the bio. Yes. So you guys and then, will see it. And then just another little thing about the Creativity Center side. We are mm -hmm. sitting in the podcast studio right now. Yes, we are in so. a content and podcasting <laughs> studio currently. Um, I think well, we filmed here once before, but this is the first time for the podcast. Yes. My podcast. So for I'm very sure. excited. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to start smoking and get into just the nitty gritty of our lives. I love it. We are smoking on a Slugger's Blunt today. Um, it's a two-gram blunt. It has rosin and diamonds in it. Mm -hmm. And it's in, is it multiple strains? Uh, or I, I think, think it says rose. Rose is like the strain, but it might be a cross between some. Okay. It says on the back like the little details about it. But I wish you guys could see, so we're not going to have too much awkward silence. But we're smoking <laughs> a fat blunt today from Sluggers. Um, I've been loving these products lately. Not sponsored for the live read, but like I've been loving their stuff recently. <laughs> it gets me so fried. And today we're going to smoke a two gram blunt. Yeah. They're saying that these last as long as 20 minutes is the burn time. Okay. So, whoa, it looks fucking sick. You guys can't see. So I'm going to stop talking about it. Sorry. Sorry. You can see it on our Instagrams. We're going to post about them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely i love me some sluggers okay so we're gonna smoke this and we are just gonna get into it so i want to know more about you as an entrepreneur okay wow yeah i mean this is something i've been really digging into recently because it, it feels like this is my like 10th life um but yeah i guess how I'm it sorry. started was i went to school at university of maryland oh the lighter's right over there right behind the burp yeah we need a lighter to get this lit mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah i went to university of maryland um and studied psychology and undergrad in 2015 is when i graduated and i was focused there on human computer interaction psychology which was right before social media became a thing. So I was studying video gaming and the immersion factors in um, that world and what makes people, you know, want to use certain things. So then social media came out and it freaked me the fuck out. Like I was having severe anxiety about what the dangers of like how people are going to start 
acting on this. So I took a break from going down that route um, and then just got into tech, started a startup company with my guy friends um, who had already started it before me. And I came on to help run their social, do their website development, create their back end delivery system. So I guess my background is like tech. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then, you know, from there we were on Shark Tank. So that that business called Hungry Harvest was on Shark Tank. What was that like? You were on Shark Tank? What? I was not. So the CEO okay. was. Okay. The CEO still, of the company still. was. The mm-hmm. company I worked for was on Shark Tank. And that was my first time kind of understanding private equity world. So like, okay. I'm taking a little hit really quick. Ooh, what? Like really? It's a little tight. A little tight. A little tight. <laughs> you gotta like puff it like a cigar yeah oh yeah it has to get started up oh you're killing it i wish you guys could see but you don't need to so how did you transition into <laughs> yeah. weed i know that it kind yeah. of just started up for you right so i'll skip through this i'll go quicker but basically uh left that company started working for a private equity group and that's where i learned how to uh really build businesses creating like using loopholes pretty much that's where i learned from these lawyers how to work the system and then create these businesses so i became managing director after two years working for them and that's when i also was like you know i want to be started to see as like an equal instead of working for i want to work with people so i left that um started yana as a create creative agency so before yana was a cannabis wellness creativity center it was a agency where i wanted to help creatives create their own businesses around themselves and um build people that i cared about um and what happened was a lot of cannabis uh brands started becoming my clients and there i you know worked for street lawyer services for about uh, two and a half years, got my cannabis operations and business retail experience from that and was like, you know, I'm still working for someone else again. And now I'm here. So I guess as an entrepreneur, I've just taken a lot of risks. I've started to value myself higher every mm-hmm. time I've like felt like I've um, done something like that helps my career. I just start valuing myself higher and now we're here. <laughs> You're so modest. <laughs> Guys, like Ariana, I feel like she's like a winner. I feel like whenever I see her, she's working harder. <laughs> she's got something new and something like established. I feel like people talk about them doing a lot of shit. And I feel like you don't talk about any of it. You just fucking do it. I really appreciate that. And Yana is sick. And the work that I've seen you do for other companies, you've been very involved and you've been killing it. I really, really appreciate that because I do try to like not. mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely have not met a lot of people with the drive, like genuinely, that you have. Thank you. It's funny because I actually get it from my mom, like for real. My mom works here, by the way. I don't know if you've met her yet. I don't think I have, but I've, I've definitely seen her like. Yeah, my mom's a hustler. She's a she's Filipino, not from this country, and like just immigrant energy. Like she is just killing it. She's an integrative nutritionist. She's a transcendental meditation teacher, a real estate broker. She does it all. Yeah, so I get my drive from like her um, for sure. And then, you know, I moved out of their house though. I moved out of my parents' house when I was twelve. (laughs) yeah so I think a lot of it comes from like I've had to like know that I'm the only person that's gonna make my life happen Mm -hmm. um yeah divorce was rough I moved out to my grandparents house because I didn't want to be in an unhealthy environment and Mm -hmm. yeah I think that was a lot (laughs) to do with my my hustle Sorry, guys, I'm coughing up real quick. Sorry, By the I way, the last weed. time I smoked one of these sluggers, it was seven people, and we didn't finish it. Dude. So, <laughs> Not slugger sponsored. I went to New York for that venti party, and I brought out a slugger, and when I pulled the package out, five people were like, oh, my God, is that a fucking slugger? <laughs> oh, my God. They were like, oh, you, 
like let's say we're in an alley with some cats and I put down some like a freshly opened can of tuna that's what it was like like pulling out a slugger at this fucking party like (laughs) I love that no it is Mm -hmm. people are like impressed if you're in the scene and you know which you you were at an event where everyone knows Mm -hmm. yeah then you're like where the fuck do you get that dude oh yeah everybody was like where'd you get him where'd you get him I got him at Yana Hello, yeah. hello. Gotta be honest. Your girl plug. Mm-hmm. Um, so enough about sluggers. Back to us. Yes. Adorableness. Yeah. So yeah, you're a winner. You're a boss, babe. Um, I think that you were also very beautiful. And I think that sometimes as sexy women, sometimes we are told to sell sex. Right. What are your feelings on that? I know that you changed yeah. your platform a bit. Yeah. I know that you weren't always sexy in terms of your content. And yeah. then you got sexy, and then we took a step back on the sexy. Exactly. Talk about is, that. Is, yes. I, have a, I have a very similar journey. For sure. And I, I appreciate you saying, like, and I'm also sexy, because a lot of the times that's what people thought was my thing. Like They, they did. thought they did. my thing was yeah, being hot, and that's actually not me at all. Like, mm-hmm. that's very back-end me. Like, in my head, I think I'm this, like, little troll nerd. <laughs> But yes, I, I realized I'm like very pretty and people wanted to pay me for that kind of stuff, that kind of work. And mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, I like making money always. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that was more on the front end. Um, but that's not me. So I am like, I love being pretty and I love showing that, but it's not something I want to focus on anymore, if that makes sense. And like, you don't want it to be your brand. And right. I think, I feel like it was different when you were working with and for others. Mm, exactly. But now that you're your own person, so to speak, yeah. I definitely understand taking a step back because I remember like, were you doing OnlyFans too? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody was doing it. Yeah. Obviously, that's no shame. <laughs> everybody was doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, I think a lot of people realized that they didn't want to be seen that way and that there was more to them than that. For sure. Would you agree? I agree. And I have no regrets doing it. I honestly have Oh, of course of not. Fun. Would yeah. never imply otherwise. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you know, I, I definitely do have some regrets. But that was not one of them. And, like, I really had fun doing it. I was living in Miami at the time. So I'm like... You know, a lot you of my... You were living there. Yeah, so a lot of my employees... Ariana's a jet setter. Like, <laughs> she's a fucking jet setter. <laughs> yeah, no, I was living in three states. I was living in Miami, New York, and D.C., operating three retail locations the for night, my old employer. Nightmare blunt rotation. <laughs> Wait, that's your nightmare? New yeah, York, 100%. Miami. <laughs> yeah, New York, Miami, D.C., yeah, no. Honestly, my mind was all fucked up during that time. Yeah, so your stories were crazy, though. Yeah, yeah, they were. I'm not going to lie. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. And I was in my 20s. And I, I'm 29 now. But So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I love watching good. it. But yeah, I made my first month on OnlyFans. I made ten thousand dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. And at the time, I was making two seventy k in my salary, so I mm-hmm. didn't need to do OnlyFans. But like, all of my employees were OnlyFans girls, and I'm making content like with mm-hmm. them. So I'm like, fuck it, let me just put up a page. Literally. And that's what happened. And it was, you know, I could have gone down that route and completely just switch my career to that but I was truly like all right I need to take a break from social media this whole world it is dangerous yeah um yeah so so okay that's pretty cool but wait I want to hear more about you and your feelings on the sexualized nature of so sex was in for a bit let's talk about the facts (laughs) like you know yeah sex was in it literally yeah it was what got people talking people were always talking about dab girls and I knew, especially, like, in the small Maryland market, um, I needed people to talk. Like, mm-hmm. I needed people to talk about me and who I was. And I knew that that would work. Mm-hmm. I like, And it did. It did. Like, yeah. 100%. And um, it worked well. It got me likes. It got people talking about me. And it got followers. It was really, like, I'm admitting this now for the first time on the podcast. It was all a play. Um, right. People talk a lot of shit. But I'm actually really funny and also very interesting and informative. So it would make people stay. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like we're women. We're we're seen as, you know, fuckable or not first. And at the time, sex was selling. And that's why I did it. I took a step back. I don't really know why. I was bored. (laughs) Yeah. You always need to, like, regroup and 
develop and grow. It's okay to take a step. I'm also more of, well, not I'm more of, I am a dom. And I don't think smoking weed in the sexual, neutral way that a woman is typically consumed by someone doesn't really align with me being a dom. Like a okay. dom wouldn't be smoking dabs and being um, sitting there for male consumption on the internet in the way that it would be portrayed. Does that make sense? Like, kind of. I would maybe say that in another way, or like, maybe I'm high. I don't want people to be like, I can fuck that girl. Oh, gotcha. From, like, yeah. my content. And yes. I feel like when you're smoking weed in the sexy outfits, you're yeah. very hot, but, like, I'm not fuckable. Like, it's, that's yeah. not my brand that I'm going for. It's not the for. energy you want. No. Because like, I, when I started... For, yeah. Yeah, when I began I my OnlyFans, everybody was like, can you spread your pussy out and smoke <laughs> and play with your pussy for orgasm? And it's like, no. <laughs> Mine was the no. naked yoga. People would ask Yo, me naked, naked yoga. Did you do it? I did do naked mm-hmm. yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. I would honestly just do that. I lived in this freaking penthouse in Miami and like would do naked yoga. So like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And honestly, the people on these platforms are like super supportive. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. But yeah, it's not the energy I wanted. Like not the. Yeah, no, I'm not like a submissive, <laughs> sexy weed girl. I'm like. But you can be sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You know. No, I'm an evil bitch <laughs> <laughs> with huge boobs. I just want to be with you. <laughs> it's like no, such for real. a. It's like, a double standard because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we're on social media because we do want attention, but then it's like th- we want to be specific about the type of attention. Right. I mean, I'm still <laughs> sexy sometimes. Like the pictures might have some cleavage, but um, I got bored with it and I'm a dom and I only want to be seen in that way if it has to be in a hypersexualized manner is probably a better way to put it. Got it. So, yeah, I don't regret cool. OnlyFans or anything like that, obviously. I still am in the sex work realm. I just like to only be seen one way, and the average man does not see women in that way mm-hmm. as, a, as someone to submit to and get their ass beat by, so there's really no point in me doing it. Right. Agreed. I do like sexy girls, though. I want to be very clear. If you're a sexy yeah. girl out there, I love you, Yeah, and, and, and I want to follow you. Hello. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And I honestly love the women that are, like, super sexy and, like, do that on the front end, mm-hmm. and, you know... They don't care what people think. You, you know what I mean? Because they bring you back into, like, sometimes their content that is, like, not super sexual. And then you learn about them. You learn that they're, like, funny, cute, and, like, weirdos. And you wouldn't have gotten there unless they were sexy in the in the front end. So A hundred percent. And I do feel like people say that being sexy would prevent brand deals. But I feel like... A lot of brands like the sexy girls and, like, pick the sexy girls. Yeah, it's your target. Yeah, I think everyone is different. Um, Oh, I guess I can talk to you about this as someone that's been an influencer. You can talk to me about anything. (laughs) How are you, like, okay. I've been seeing this thing that has been making people kind of upset. It seems to be a general, like, influencer emotion of being um, left out of a campaign. Have you ever, Ooh. yeah, and not even like left out. And for those that don't know, obviously in marketing, let's say that Sluggers is doing a PR push, right? They And a PR push is they reach out to like 10, 20, 30 influencers, give them a PR package and want to do a paid campaign for them. I pay you for this post and you post for me and make me money and I give you money. And um, I would say... Most brand deals are organized campaigns at Mm -hmm. this point. So Mm -hmm. it's gone through a bunch of people. It's organized. They pretty much decide who they want, and then they reach out. Um, So obviously a lot of times there's hundreds of people, and sometimes only 20 people get it, and sometimes they know other creators, and they didn't get it. So what are your thoughts on, like, managing jealousy and being left out as a creator? So. First, before I get into, into how I feel about it, Dr. Vivid, my psychologist on staff here, so she is really on the forefront of social media therapy, like their therapy for this new economy of like social media influencers, which is new. And right, like, right. it's, you know, how we deal with it is all new. So it's important to talk about. So I would love for you to honestly meet her. She's the shit. 
she's an influencer herself. Um, and yeah, she talks a lot. <laughs> you keep trying to pass this book know, to me. I'm, I'm like, wait, no, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> but also, in, I in, can't. In. Also, I can't talk. Anymore. No, I know, I know, I know. I barely can. Yeah, <laughs> but crazy. I'm going out to eat afterwards. So yes, I'll be yeah, ready. Enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is an amazing um, person who's helped me become more self aware and talk about like all of these little things. Honestly, like me personally, I don't give a fuck about. Like these types of things, I just reach out to the brand. If it's something I want to be a part of, I'm like, hey, you guys forgot about me. Like, no, I'm literally. a little influencer too. Like, mm-hmm. send me shit and like, let's work. So, that's honestly like, you can't always think like, yes, they do have a lot of people on businesses now in cannabis that are corporatized. So, like, they are building campaigns, but sometimes they miss, sometimes they forget. And it's just like, you know, just reach out. Like, if there's ever a brand that you, feel that way on you can always like ask me and i'll be like hey you forgot (laughs) no i'm just saying like have you experienced that feeling before no i don't really care i actually because i'm in my own lane i'm very focused on my own shit so that doesn't bother me at all i'm like cool good for you um or i want to be involved what about me yeah it's (laughs) definitely a point of tension with any sort of influencer yeah it's like oh they got the campaign and not me it's a weird world being an influencer. That's yeah, why I like having other options to like not always have my brain massaged by right. just like nonsense and social media. No, for sure. And I definitely think like therapy and even being self-aware of like it is another world and it's like a realm that is outside of reality mm-hmm. um, is super important to remember too. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm high as shit. <laughs> We're going to keep it going though. Let's tap back in. Tap I feel back like... In. I'm like, you've been taking a little a little tea break, a little tolerance. I mean, I've just been smoking way less, honestly. Yeah. Like, I've been smoking less. Um, Same. I'm kind of liking it. Me too. And then I get high as shit on these sluggers. I know, right? Like, yeah, I'll I'm about to say, get back into it. I'll take over. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, just basically influencing is kind of, like, complicated sometimes. And it's hard to navigate relationships with people that are your friends, but people right. that are also in the same field as you like let's say you guys are both like another freelance form you both are graphic designers and someone gets a really cool gig that you didn't get like you're gonna feel weird about it yeah for sure yeah but just keep focusing on you like that's the oh i agree with you yeah and Mm -hmm. you know it does take like a good support group like that's what honestly yana is all about yana stands for you're not alone like very much i don't see like now going through corporate America and businesses like conglomerates owned by white males seeing one person at the top it's like I do feel with Yana I can do things differently and instead of like not talking about your personal life and your work like I make work for my employees like a a lifestyle so I want to know what your your creative passions are I want to help you build those I want to see like my my team get these you know businesses that they are passionate about started and find Mm -hmm. ways to work with them um yeah it doesn't always have to be like you're in it alone anymore i feel like i don't know you are not alone you're really not yeah i don't know guys (laughs) you're high i'm so fucking high seriously and i didn't write any questions but it doesn't matter let's talk about dating are you cool with talking about dating? I love your podcast. So I'm down to talk about everything That's you talk about. about. Let's talk about it. So um, yeah. I guess let's just get into it. You're, sure. are you single? I am not. What? <laughs> I just don't really publicly show it anymore. I mean, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah. I was single for a good, like, nine months before I started dating again. Okay. Where'd you guys meet? In seventh grade. <laughs> yeah he's the best he's been my one of my best guy friends since i was 10 years old 11 yeah so we just isn't that crazy he waited yeah he waited he He waited waited. he waited he really did he got a queen so just wait did he just did and he knows he's like he's you'll meet him um he says it all the time he's like this just goes to show everyone to like never give up. <laughs> keep keep going. No, for real. He waited. He, he was met like, all no. my exes too. Like pretty much all of them. Like, and he was like, "Yep, just wait." 
my turn's fucking coming. Wow, he's real as fuck. Like, yeah. not the sleeper. <laughs> he's a literal sleeper. That's funny as shit. Yeah, and he's also, he's in the media world, so. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's like, been really helpful for me because he's behind the scenes, so having someone who, like, understands the mm-hmm. industry is also important. What me. was dating like for you as a single person? Were you on Ugh. the apps? I was not. No way. No, well, okay. I'd never done the apps before. Okay. So I'm like 20, what am I, 29. Mm-hmm. When I did start, I downloaded Raya. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one, I was going to do. <laughs> um, for our audience members, Raya is like how like rich Tinder. It's Cl- like clout a, Tinder. It's clout Tinder. It's clout Tinder. That's it's, a perfect way to yep, describe it. You have to like be referred by someone who's like blue checked and like Somebody verified. with clout. Yeah, it's basically a clout <laughs> platform, and it's just, like, but honestly, it turned into this platform where it's just, like, other creative, like, media business type people are, like, meeting and networking, so that's so what I use it So people that just, like, aren't fucking burnouts and rapists and murderers. Right, they're, like. that shit is on Tinder. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I would never do that, and, and honestly, like, I have a girl who's a lot younger for me working for me i'm not gonna call her out right now but i am annoyed with her because i told her i'm gonna tell her <laughs> right after this podcast I'm gonna tell i her. told her not to do tinder and you know she'll just come back with stories like oh fuck like this guy's stalking me like this guy's like following me to my work like i'm like great you mean my here? work you mean, here? you mean here where we are right now <laughs> so yeah tinder is fucking stupid but yeah i did raya that was fun because I did the um, setting as, like, just interested in meeting girls. And, okay, okay. Um, and for fun. not So it said, like, for fun or for a relationship, like, type vibes. So I was really just meeting hot girls, which was cool. Real, real. <laughs> and I guess another thing about dating, if we want to get into it, I am bi. So. I'm about to say girls, question mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm bi, and it's like, <laughs> at the time, I was over men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just like, I can't be triggered by another man with his male tan- tendencies. What, what would trigger you? All the things. <laughs> um, For example? I'm popping know. the shoes off, I'm popping the shoes off, I'm wearing ducks. Tap in, tap in. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting comfy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Next time we could do this in the wellness room, in the couches. Oh, that's fine. I like it in here. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to you. Um. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Am I trying to block? We were talking about dating, talking yes. about um, ways, that, ways that men trigger you in dating. Oh, oh my gosh. Not like okay. trigger you, but you know. No, trigger me. We can all relate, I'm sure. I had to get rid of Oh, wow. I'm way that. closer now. That's fucking annoying. This sounds way better. Oh. oh well, continue. Okay, we're here. Um, you know, it's all a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the okay. podcast. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we we're just fixing our mics. Um, what are we talking about? Fuck. Okay, got it. Ways that men trigger you. Yes. Okay. You know what? I've tried to block out this because it triggers me when even thinking about it. Open but it that's up. probably why I forgot. Open but I guess like double standards kind of thing, like and just having to like learn someone else who wants so much attention like they're little babies sometimes like boys can be like and not everyone like my new boyfriend has now given me hope he doesn't trigger me almost at all yeah because he has a life i think most people's boyfriends don't like have enough time outside of their relationship you know i think what? most people don't spend but time i don't outside think that's even what it is though because he oh? just quit his job like he so he's chilling so he's chilling so maybe and he just like is emotionally just like Available. Yeah, no, it's it's because we know each other and he knows all my triggers and like we're just best friends. I and like that. Yeah, dating your best friend's sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm dating my best friend. Aww. Oh, God, he's so cute. Yeah, you guys are married and you just said dating and I loved it. I love you. So wait, thoughts on monogamy? Are you monogamous or what? Um, gosh, for him I am. <laughs> Real. Prior to that. Prior than that. It, Okay, so what I almost got married. You, be you got married? I almost got married. I almost got married in like oh, oh, what? three relationships ago. Sorry, yeah, head, I had a, sorry headphone users. My ex had a daughter, the one that I accidentally, today. My ex. <laughs> How did he propose? Rewind. No, he didn't propose. We were talking about marriage. Okay, and we okay. were like going down that route. He had just gotten divorced for me. 
Yeah. It, oh my God. This you. was a whole nother life. I'm telling you. Anyways, so that was the last time I was like fully monogamous. Um, but yeah, I raised his, I helped raise his daughter from when she was six to 10. I did know this about you. And now, yeah, she's the best. She's like my little mm-hmm. mini me. She still is the shit. And we're now like best friends instead of like a mother daughter role. Okay. Um, which is cool anyways. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the last time I believed in monogamy. I was okay. like, the reason we didn't was because I needed to start my life. I, I wasn't ready to be like a housewife with a child. Um, no. Yeah. And you have so many more things to do. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. this was two, when I was 25. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's why that didn't work. And then after that, I kind of was just like, can monogamy work in a day and age like this? Like, it's it's hard. What do you mean a day and age like this? Like, where, what, what where people and things are at your fucking fingertips. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so easy um, to meet really cool people that you energy vibe with. Yeah, it is. And so that's why I was like, if I'm going to travel the world for a living, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, it is. To keep it in your pants. (laughs) I mean, look, that shit might be hard. No pun intended. So what about this current relationship makes you ready for the idea of monogamy? Is it because you're currently not on the go? Yeah, it's currently because, like, you know, I did my 20s and I felt like I I am on the go still. But it's more Mm -hmm. like... Grounded on the go. That was fun. Um, I also always was in a kind of like one person relationship because STDs are disgusting and I love sex, but it's hard to love sex and fuck multiple people. You know what not, I mean? Not the D word. Rewind. Wait, Rewind. what? STD? Oh, STIs. No, I mean, okay. So <laughs> education time. So I don't get chewed out. Chewed out. Okay. STDs do not make you dirty, especially because a lot of people I've been learning, not even an excuse Get given an STD by their partner. Right. So they're not disgusting, but no, okay. well, they're awkward. They, it's definitely an awkward conversation. They to are have. disgusting, though. What are you talking about? Are we talking about like being PC right now? Are we like publicly? What? Have I not been listening to what's going on on social media about STIs and STDs? These things are infections. They are. I mean, I <laughs> know a lot of people that have STDs, so I don't want to hurt their feelings. Got it. Got it. Of course, but it is a PC thing. No, it 100% I apologize is. that you guys got, or people have STDs, because it was this culture where they're people so weren't getting tested. They weren't. They, they still were aren't. finding out that they have things, and these. this is a male trigger of mine, for sure. Trigger it. And they weren't telling other partners. No, like, of course not. That's how know? most people get STDs. I mean- Helping to operate lifestyle brands for males, I think, triggered me a lot, too. Because Understandable. there were so many things I had to keep secret about these powerful, terrible people at the top. Yeah, that's real. And, yeah, and, like, you know, having employees that look up to you because, you know, when you're on the C-suite, like, they look up to you as your, like... Yeah. Your like uh, idols and morals, like yep, you know, yep. and uh, like it got to a point where there was no amount of money I could have be been paid to keep these secrets and to build someone's business that I don't believe in. Real, yeah, for sure. That was really why I had to leave. That was really like I was fine working for someone else for the rest of my life, and then I kept working for businesses where the people at the top were terrible people. They just get grosser and grosser. It's really fucked up. It's so fucked like, up. It's so fucked up. And honestly, like this slugger's still going by the way. <laughs> this it's almost done now, but Jesus fucking Christ, slugger. Jesus Christ. Uh, continue, continue. It finally so started going. I love how we're like not sponsored, but like sponsored, but like we're actually product testing the product. Yeah, true. You know, we're able to create deals now our own ways. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're, we're boss babes. <laughs> like, we're little boss babes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Wait, so monogamy, because we're monogamous because we're scared of STDs. Valid point. And now, yes, I was monogamous because, mainly. I'm going to put this out, by the way. For sure. Put yeah, this out. put that shit out. <laughs> we're getting really deep into I'm it. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, get into it, girl. I like this kind of stuff. I know. I love having a podcast, dude. It's so much I love fun. listening to you and being like, you know, having differing opinions, but like sometimes... Some- 
Someone, yeah, like differing opinions, but like complimentary, if that makes sense. Sometimes I'll listen back to it and I'll be like, did I mean that? <laughs> and that's another thing. See, that's another thing. Did about I, mean it, I should say, did I mean it like that? The drama did I mean and the cancel like culture. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something where that's as a media like style person i've now had to think about campaigns like building stories long term Mm -hmm. so i've realized that it is okay to sometimes say things that you don't mean because they do cause controversial variation points where you can find even behaviors that help you increase Mm -hmm. your following and um learning that for other people was very interesting and helped me take a step back and like not be on the forefront, Mm -hmm. even though I was canceled. Right. And we can talk about cancel culture. Um, No, I was going to talk about (laughs) something else before that. I did. I was going to bring that up a hundred percent. Damn. What was I talking about right before we talked about cancel culture? STDs. Mm-mm, not the STDs. No, we're past Andy that. wants to talk we're about past the STDs. That. Let's, let's move past. Move past. <laughs> okay, so it. wait. What did you want to talk about? Then I forgot. Oh, cancel culture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk. Oh wait. I. That's what I was gonna say. Mm. Um. I like that people have different opinions. I didn't realize that. Um. The things that I said were so controversial, but it's coming to to light that apparently. People have disagreements with me, and people really are like, I cannot Wait, believe this bitch said this shit. You didn't know that? I, I don't think I gave a fuck until right now, if I'm being true, real. True, true. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah, good. Well, I feel like good. for a while, I definitely wasn't anybody that said any of like my opinions on like my thoughts. I definitely have had like silly stories here <clears> and there, but... um. As I grow and get older, I have a lot of thoughts, and I have a lot of thoughts on what I'm seeing on social media, like everyone else. Yeah. And I think a lot of time, I have a different opinion than... Um, most. Most. And that is good. Mm-hmm. I like learning from people that deviate from the norm. Deviant like, behavior isn't a bad thing. It's I think I just, preferred. like... I've always been, like, kind of different, you know? I've yeah. always had a different way of thinking, and yeah. I didn't know that that was... Something a negative thing. So, okay, well, no, I babe. knew I always was different. No, I've always known. But I've also known that, too, about you mm-hmm. after meeting you and knowing you for a long time and being on the talent agency side. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to hear about people, mm-hmm. and I have to represent a side. Mm-hmm. And it's just been funny, like, kind of as your career has continued, like, mm-hmm. hearing people's opinions mm-hmm. and me just, like, kind of giggling, you know? Because it's like, I can tell the type of person you are. And, I know, like, right? Even if I'm not, like, physically, mm-hmm. you know whatever and we met so it was mm-hmm. like not to sound like arrogant but when people meet me the tune always changes they're always like oh my god ariana i love hanging out with you i'm like yeah i know you do like oh, it's social media it's not real dumbass <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking real get a no grip. but people literally can't get a grip and they grip on and mm-hmm. they no, can't they stop talking about it mm, yeah they grip it they mm. literally are gripped Oh, I have haters that, like, still to this day follow me from multiple fake pages and report my shit. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Oh, wait, the cancel culture. Let's talk about that because that's probably related to this and what happened to you. Mm. Or you don't have to. I want to. I'm ready. I took eight months off the market to cultivate myself. I've been waiting 40 minutes to talk (laughs) about this, roughly. So let's fucking get into it. Fuck it. (laughs) I love the background sample of the ambulance like going by because the heat is on. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we are sufficiently in a hot box right now, though. Uh, Dude, that sluggers (laughs) is smoky as shit. Like it is fiery in here it is and what's funny about that is like the air filter that i have that's like a big ass air filter that does like three times the room usually i put it in the room oh my god but i didn't think we were gonna finish that i didn't think that we were gonna (laughs) smoke weed if i'm being honest like not to be like i didn't think i thought we were gonna have like a bong but then you were like oh i'll get a blunt i was like oh that's what time it is yeah you Wrong are time. a Vaughn Wrong girl. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to go old school blunt with you. Oh, yeah. I and it was said... a hemp blunt, so I was with the shits. Yes. Yeah, I love hemp blunts. Me too. And this one actually is the first hemp blunt that I've tasted that truly feels like a blunt. Oh, yeah. That oh, my. Doesn't have nicotine. I was fucking thinking that. Not sponsored, not sponsored. 
but kind of sponsored. I mean, well, I mean, we keep saying kind of sponsored because we are currently in the middle of a a, a campaign with right, them on right. Instagram. But there's no live reads here. Yeah, at least yeah. not yet. They're not. Face. They don't own these platforms. This is no. why it's product testing on we're this just, one. Yeah, no, we're just high <laughs> as shit right now. Um, but they're not canceled. You were. So let's talk about it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I guess the first time I was canceled. First? First? What? You know, me and you are talkers, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily do a lot of talking online. I do it on the ground with, like, people. Same. Yeah. But you also do it online. And now I'm doing it online, too, again. But anyways, so what it was, I started Yana as a creative agency in 2000. 18, I want to say. I mm-hmm. could be wrong on that. It was right before COVID. That's right a, before no, COVID. I would say 2018 19? sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe 19. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I started Yana as a creative agency where I represented a lot of talent in Washington, D.C. Um, to work with localized businesses because mm-hmm. I felt that there was a strong freaking... Mm-hmm. You can pay more money for a localized influencer that represents like a retail model localized versus paying a major influencer um, like an X amount. So I started really valuing like up and coming talent and people I cared about. And um, it was a Black Lives Matters protest and I was putting on a concert for... <laughs> and what happened? It was a Black Lives Matters uh, protest going on outside. We right, first right. started this production of a festival that I was putting on for my artists mm-hmm. as Ben Beal. <laughs> ben Beal. Wow, this is the first time I've said his name TBT. In, in a long time. It was like Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, TBT. Um. Anyways, so <laughs> this is the first time like I was throwing him a virtual festival when COVID was going on and it was going to be like streamed and I rented out a venue and like put on a production for him. But then lo and behold, the Black Lives Matters protest is on the same exact day and we're filming in Washington, D.C. And you are a white boy and male. So what I did is what I told him, I was like, look, hey, then. We got to make this a Black Lives Matters festival and like activism like fest and you will be one of the performers. You will not be headlining. Oh shit. BJ Banks straight out of Washington DC will B-T-B-C. be headlining. TBC. <laughs> so I had okay. to start there and he okay. agreed. He was like, "Okay, like I fucking support." Okay. Like, mad respect. And I was like, "Thank you." So mm-hmm. that's how we pivoted. And um, what happened was just, you know, men in production. Here we go again with these triggers. Get into it. What happened again was at the festival, as we're recording, um, it's just so terrible that I have to, like, relive this, but I need to talk about it. Because I mean, relive it. This is a great place to do it, am I right? Yeah. As but we're also, recording. no, for real, be real with yeah, me. We're being real, though. For like, sure. You know I'm here for you, yeah. so let's talk about I it. I want to tell you. Talk I mean, about it. It's real. a lot. As we were recording, um, Ben Beal was getting the highest amount of streams. Most people were listening. And he's, a, he's the biggest artist that I have on my roster, right? But he was the only white male performer as okay. a rapper. Right, right, right. Um, I had a whole list, and I brought in everyone that I knew and, like, people in their networks that... We're representing Washington, D.C. as, like, rappers and artists and creatives. Mm. And, ugh, anyways, so what happened was they wouldn't allow B.J. Banks uh, upstairs even to see me. So he was waiting downstairs, and the person that's performing on set with the camera is, like, in a, in a room because we're it's a stream because it's COVID, and I had to be professional with, like, how I represented having parties, you know what I mean? So I made it a, a streamed festival, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't allow BJ Banks to come upstairs. They wanted to keep Ben on the stage. And I just was like, this is my fucking festival. Bring BJ Banks the fuck up, like, on the intercom. Not BJ Banks. And BJ Banks calling you out because like, he represents me. I represent him. I know, I'm um, saying, like, yeah. Shout anyways, out BJ Banks. So I ran all the way downstairs at my own fucking production, I have to say again, where I'm paying everyone there. And I go downstairs, and I'm like, this is BJ Banks, the headliner. Right. We are going up 
stairs. Do it. I was livid at this point, right? Like, BJ Banks sitting down there, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go back outside and protest. Like, fuck this. And I'm like, no. I had to sit there, smoke with him for a second, be like, yo, like, we're going in there. Like, you're closing. At your own shit. You're closing at my fucking event. Right. Anyways, so we go upstairs, and the set people are like, no, we're cutting it. You only rented out this venue for, like, five more minutes. Like, BJ Banks is staying on the stage. And I'm like, no. (laughs) So I get up on stage. The DJ wasn't stopping, by the way. At the time, the DJ was my boyfriend. And... Um, Bro, your own And it's not nigga. his fault because he just thought he was following his artist's lead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, oh, okay. and it was a miscommunication in me and okay. his part. And I, my emotions were high. Of and course. so what I be? did was I chose to go on stage. I chose to take the mic from Ben's hand as Ben knew he was going over his time. I mean, every other artist had 15 minutes and he was on stage for 45. And I'm just like, okay, like, livid at this point so i just take the mic out of his hand i dance with him for a second and i was like bj i mean i was like ben Beal, like we gotta cut your set <laughs> like who's the one person that deserves to be on this stage right now like give me a second and his face is that his face ben's face is that right like as you are and he was so upset and so butthurt. Anyways, BJ Banks closed up. Before we get into Ben's emotions. Get into it. BJ get Banks closed out the show. Fucking Bake Sale Fava God came on as a feature on the last track. And my fucking pussy was wet. I was literally like, <laughs> I was literally like, fuck yes. Like, this is what I do this for. Just like our over-sexualized culture as mm-hmm. a male. Like, I guess they had to put their egos on stage. Yeah. And um, I do want to put on the record that I was smiling a bit because... Not because you were being vulnerable, because you kept saying BJ Banks. And it's I the funniest fucking name to say ever <laughs> for, for a serious, traumatizing story. So oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. And I'm high as shit. So well, the yeah, reality he, was... <laughs> I, you know what? His name and his energy also make me very like calm. He's no, a very he's a calming dude. energy. He's um, low-key. He's low-key. He's low-key. I mean, he does his thing. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so I love BJ Banks. <laughs> no. I mean, I represent BJ Banks and every song like that he's put out i fucking love there hasn't been what there hasn't been one i have heard yet that i don't represent we should smoke with him later i love bj we we'll can go to his studio <laughs> <laughs> we're Just cutting kidding. the podcast short we're going to the studio so wait you got canceled because what happened after that anyways i gave i was like okay so we finished out the set right Amazing. it happened Amazing. finished the night we cried came it was supposed to be like go out after celebrate ben was being very butthurt I was like, Ben, please, like, it was a Black Lives Matters concert. I needed to get the closer out on stage. I'm sorry. Here's the video clip, the five-second video clip of me taking the mic out of your hand because it's my production, so I had to give it to him, Right. It's your fucking show. And I was like, put your, like, publishing, make sure your distro is connected to TikTok for your new song release. Because you're about to get millions of streams if you overlay your track over this clip. So stop being a little bitch. Shut up. Here you go. Direct quote? Yeah. I mean, you this this ends with our lawyers having to get involved and literally me saying it's not even worth it. I need to live my own life because he Yeah, so what happened was he did put it online and he did, like, at that time forgive me because that video was sick. It was me taking the mic out of his hand and him looking butthurt and it was a clip of it. No context. Very Trumpian behavior. And Right, so I, like, gave it to him because I'm nice. So then... And then it was online for not even five minutes. And I got a million streams and... Or views and... Oh, what? I was... Death threats to my home, death threats to my work. Uh, (laughs) um, I got my TikTok shut down, my Instagram shut down. 
I was canceled. I mean, people were reaching out to me, telling me I should die, telling me that I'm the worst person in, like, the world and that, like, they want to kill me because I took the mic out of this kid's hand, yeah. And he, I showed him these texts. I'm like, look at these texts. Look at these screenshots of my DMs. Look at, like, they're finding my past employers on LinkedIn and telling my past employers I'm, like, a terrible person. Like, literally take this fucking video down. I'm your best friend's girlfriend. And, like... I'm actually physically being, like, attacked. And he literally said, <laughs> refer to my lawyer. Nah, duh. And I was duh. just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Genuinely, that was a really traumatizing experience in my life where, like, I <laughs> believed in people and now doing it outside of working for someone else, now representing my friends. How old were you? <laughs> I was 27 when that happened, and that was like two years ago, I guess. <laughs> time out, time out. Thank you know, for maybe, sharing that with me. <laughs> maybe I was younger. I don't know. Time is like not even a thing anymore, and I appreciate you for listening to me and like allowing me to like get to that level because I haven't publicly talked about this yet. <laughs> of course. I'm glad that you shared that with me. Podcast aside, guys, shut the fuck up. Don't listen. <laughs> Did you just call out the voices in your head? <laughs> no, the listener is worse. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that with me. But also, that's really fucked up. And I guess, like, there used to be a time where you got, quote, unquote, canceled for doing things that were fucked up. But people will get mad at you over, like, literally anything. And the death threats thing, they just, they'll drop them like it's fucking nothing. It's like they feel an emotion and a pain that he felt in that moment. And they cling on to it. And they use their past background experiences on that context, on that piece of information. And they can change perception through media so with that. So it was very interesting to see it done to myself so I could really understand it. And we're back. <laughs> All right, we're tapping back in. Okay, um, so I don't know how long we've been going, but it's been for quite a bit. And I want to end things off on telling us where to find you. And most importantly, what is next for you and what is next for Yana? Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for going down that emotional roller coaster with me, everyone. I know. And thank you for sharing it with me i guess the podcast yeah. listeners too thank you but like you too yeah. like mainly you because I mean, you're my girl you know what i mean you should know these things too like mm -hmm. we should yeah grow together Be vulnerable and, yeah cool so it was really great hanging out with everyone on her podcast <laughs> we love you guys um yeah ari tokes at ari underscore tokes um you can find me on Instagram and yana.creatives. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely go check out my Yana Wellness Center in Washington, D.C. We're also online. And yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you guys for listening. Love you guys all. Oh, my God. Hold on. I want to know what these listeners want to come back to. Like, which storyline? We talked about a thousand, a thousand things. things. I feel like we ended up ending everything that we talked about, though. Yeah. So I like that about I like us. that about us, too. I know. I try and keep things on track. That's my I have thing. ADHD, yeah. and I like that you like to keep things on track. It's a great... When I feel <laughs> like I don't want to listen anymore, that's when I try and change the subject. Because if I'm like, if I was listening to this and I didn't know these two people, I don't give a fuck right about now. So, okay, back to you guys. Um, I love you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. Be sure to go to Yana and follow Ariana and we will all see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye. Bye.